Welcome, Divine Beings. We feel so grateful to be here with each other and with all of you. If you've tuned into this frequency, it means you are destined to be here in this sacred space. Together, we will awaken our minds, deepen our understanding of ourselves, and strengthen our connections with one another through sharing our human experiences. We invite you to open your hearts with love and compassion as we transform on this journey towards conscious alignment. You ready? Let's grow. For that time, that spirituality was really developing of taking the time to sit with myself and just dig deep. I think some of those things were coming up, so I was able to reach for that and relate it to myself because sometimes you'll watch something and you won't even apply it to yourself and it even may. But I think I was ready to face that part of myself and meet myself with compassion. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for coming back and listening in. Fiorella here. I hope everyone is having a killer Monday. I just got back uh, to work today. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm an opioid overdose prevention program coordinator. And um, I do trainings on how to support individuals with who are experiencing an opioid overdose and utilizing Narcan to basically reverse an overdose. But we really go into a little bit more depth. Um, but I got back to working today and I was off last week. And it actually reminded me based on the topic that we're going to talk about today, how toxic relationships are just so much more than just a relationship that you have with another person, but it could be a relationship that you have with your employer, the relationship that you have with yourself, a relationship that you have, you know, with, with food, right? There are so many types of toxic relationships and traits that we may have and we're not aware of. And those were one of the things that had me wondering um, in today's topic of having a toxic relationship just with yourself or with another person. Um, so for me, what comes up really in having a toxic relationship I try to, because I think I'm an empathetic person, I immediately try to think like, if that's happened to me, you know, when someone's telling me that, have I felt that before? Or like, try to identify. So I think I went internally first and trying to identify how I may be toxic to myself or even to another person. And one of the, the things that really comes up for me as well is I think of some of the, you know, what is toxic? What is toxic? And if my definition is based on my past experiences or just something that 
I may have seen like in, in movies, I think we see a lot of drama, right? And I think sometimes when things are very dramatic, it may seem normal, but it can also be related to toxicity. And it made me even wonder about uh, novelas. Like I remember growing up and watching novelas, which are called, um, oh my God, what are, what are those things? Soap operas. Soap operas. It's got such a funny name. <laughs> we call them novelas and they those were so dramatic there was domestic violence in those I remember people getting slapped right, left and right and then I think there's something about it that you just want to keep watching right you're like oh my god I can't wait for the next episode I love the drama and and it reminded me also of just like chaos you know there's just like people love watching chaos and and then it brought me back to a time where my life was chaotic. And I, uh, I immediately thought like, you know, when was I toxic? And I thought, I remember when I was a teenager. And I mean, you know, there are things that you do as a teenager experimenting, you know, you are going to delve into underage drinking and maybe party too hard and all of that, which is unsafe, but it's pretty, you know, typical. I think for certain parts of the world, especially I know I, myself and a lot of kids were doing that. But then it got to a point where like I was blacking out and it wasn't just like a rare thing that I would just be so drunk that I didn't even remember like how I got home. And then it turned into really being careless with myself in that way, but also I think I just felt so like, I don't even know the sort disillusioned. Like I was just so disappointed. But in a way that was like, I couldn't even notice it because I was so busy and distracting myself with living and partying and also having like several sexual partners, like not even thinking for a second about wanting a relationship with someone there was something that gave me control of not connecting to someone emotionally I think because so much else was going on like at home my parents were divorcing I was fighting with my mother constantly I it, I was just like so always on edge always fighting and attacking and defending myself and I think that was the only thing that gave me control. And I didn't know that for so many years. For so many years that like that part of my life, I was living differently. And I don't even know. I, I remember at what point I'd stopped because I started working at a retail shop and I met, I think, my, my boss became my friend and then eventually we started dating. But I don't know, there was like a safety, a feeling of safety that I had then that I hadn't felt in a long time. So then I think that's when I was like, really, I don't know, he, he just became such a friend that he, I think, showed me something different and I trusted him and I didn't even really want to engage. You know, he was my boss. That's, that's a, <laughs> I was like, no, that's not okay. But I hadn't felt that safe in a really long time, aside from just, you know, my close girlfriends. But my close girlfriends were also just 
not telling me, Hey, you need to stop. Like you're, this is not healthy for you, you know? So I think when you sometimes are in this cycle, you don't even know what is, what, what it looks like from outside of that angle. Like you're just so in it, you have no idea. And that was one of my first experiences with toxicity, but I didn't know it until fast forward six, seven years from just reflecting upon life after a while. So I know that was a lot to, to share, but I'm curious if anyone who's listening can relate to that experience. Hey, first of all, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I love when we get to hear personal situations that we've all been through. I think that helps people relate more. I can definitely relate to a lot of what you said. So my question for you, you just said that it took reflecting later after being outside of the relationship for you to see maybe like the toxic parts of your relationship reflecting back when you think about actually being in the relationship do you think that you had feelings or emotions or thoughts that would come up for you that maybe you made an excuse for maybe you suppressed was there is there anything that you think it did pop up for you that you did know there were toxic parts of this relationship, but maybe you overlooked them? With myself, I knew I was being toxic to my mother, but I guess that was so much easier because she's my mother, you know, and you always mm-hmm. take your parents for granted mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for her to just basically be my punching bag. But that's also because, I mean, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic for, <laughs> ooh, that's, I can talk about that for hours. Um, but with myself, I really, this is going to be crazy, actually, that I'm going to say this. <laughs> and we may have to cut it out. But um, I think it's when I wanted, I was scared to make an OBGYN appointment. I was scared to get tested and I was like, that's terrible. That's terrible. Like, what am I doing? Why, why am I taking these crazy risks? I mean, granted, you know, the other risks that I would take were like drinking and driving, but this, I just felt like was like at another level of self-destruction. Like I'm really putting my health (laughs) in this way. You know, you don't think about drinking and driving in that way because you are still putting your health at risk in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, but I guess as a woman, I just feel like, why am I even doing this? Like, do I even care about myself at all? Mm. You know? Mm. And, and actually there's this film where the woman is a dancer and she, and it takes place in Chile and she is like a hip hop dancer. Like she was just reckless and was just breaking people's relationships. Like there was like a married couple, like her teacher that had a kid. She just wanted to sleep with him just to have that control. Like everything else was chaos in her life, but she was just doing these things because her sexuality and she was gorgeous and attractive. And she knew that she could get her way in this way. And I immediately thought of myself. I was like, oh my God, that was the first time that everything that I just told you dawned on me. And that was, I think it was 27, no, 
27 or 28 and I'm 31 now. So like, it just shows you how, because we don't really reflect so much about the really hurtful parts or the chaotic parts that we may have endured or the Mm -hmm. parts of us that are not so picture perfect because I had almost like for that time, that spirituality was really developing of taking the time to sit with myself and just dig deep. I think some of those things were coming up. So I was able to reach for that and relate it to myself because sometimes you'll watch something and you won't even apply it to yourself and it even may. But I think I was ready to face that part of myself and meet myself with compassion because mm-hmm. before I did, I was too afraid to go there and be mm-hmm. like easily like, who's that little whore, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, toxicity is something that taught me really how valuable self-love is and how valuable it is to cultivate that. And if I knew then what I know now, I think I really wish that I had learned to love myself even when I was as young as like seven years old. You know, if I day one day have the the fortune to be a, a parent, I would love to just sort of have that daily practice of like, this is how we love ourselves and like being really specific and clear, because if I could prevent anyone from the suffering that I went through, I would do it in a heartbeat. And that that's just, you know, as a person where I'm always going to be healing. And if this is healing anyone for some, you know, and for any of our listeners, like, please let us know. That would be so beautiful. So for you, Erica, what comes up for you? Well, I said before, um, I can relate to a lot of what you said for sure. Um, And then it also brings up the fact that I went through um, pretty different experiences, but also had the same feelings that you kind of described. So I kind of went the opposite route and, you know, didn't do the whole sleeping around with people. And, and I used to kind of be down on myself, like, why don't you want to do that? (laughs) And my toxicity that I got stuck into was actually getting into long-term relationships with people and it was the wrong relationships. And that's where the toxicity came from. So, you know, I think that society tells us that if you're a woman and you sleep around, you're a whore, like you said, and if you're a guy and you sleep around, you're the man. And I think that's completely that's completely wrong. And (laughs) we need to, you know, change society's views on that, but that's also a whole other topic. Um, but at the same time, like I was proud of myself at the time for not wanting to kind of like give myself up to so many people in that way that I was trying to save myself for committed relationships. But at the same time, I felt like I was giving myself away to strangers to people that didn't deserve it because I was in these relationships with people that didn't feel right. It didn't feel like I should have been in them. And I think for me, that brings up, you know, toxicity with myself that, like you said, I wish I learned 
how to really love myself at such a young age and to consistently love myself with all of the growth. Um, you know, I, I look back at photos and videos of myself when I was younger, like really young and I was full of life. I had so much sass. I loved, you could tell I loved myself. I just, I was so sure of myself. Just like the, that photo you sent me the other day of you, when you were a little kid on the beach in your bikini, like so much sass, you, you knew that you were incredible, right? It's like, I almost wonder when did I transition away from that phase? Because at some point growing up, I lost that. I lost my confidence. I lost, you know, the love for myself and the strength to be like, you can live your life and be happy without having a partner. You don't have to be in a relationship. You don't have to settle in a relationship that isn't right for you when the energies don't match just to feel like you have a purpose. And that was my biggest toxicity to myself. Like I said, was allowing myself to be so comfortable being uncomfortable. And by that, I mean, I was not comfortable in this, in these relationships. I I didn't feel like I could, I was being myself. I wasn't being true to myself. I, I wasn't becoming a better version of myself. That's for sure. And I wasn't learning to love myself. I was just kind of settling there with that person. And this isn't a, this is nothing to do with the other person. I think that it had to do everything. It had to do with me. It had to do with my love for myself and my comfort with being alone with myself. And that being said, when you feel like you need to be dependent on a relationship for your happiness, then there's really no reason for you to try to mend your relationship with yourself. So, you know, I did a really good job at, you know, before I met my husband now, I really did a good job at self-reflecting for the first time. And that was what, like my mid twenties that I finally self-reflected and found the love and the flame inside of myself. And it's something that I've been working on for years now. And, you know, I can finally say that hindsight's 2020, right? Like looking back, I was in relationships with people and I wasn't in a relationship with myself. And if you think about that, how could I ever expect somebody to love me or treat me a certain way when I don't even treat myself that way? I don't even love myself that way. So, you know, I think that moving forward, my biggest thing, my biggest advice that I could give anybody. And I see this so often. I see so many people settling, like settling in this uncomfortable energy with someone else where like, it's okay if your energies don't match. It's okay if your energy doesn't mix with another person. And that's sometimes where toxicity can come from, right? It can come from the fact that you two are trying to make something work that maybe is just not meant to be. And that can be really, really difficult. 
But, you know, I see people in these relationships where it's almost like they're constantly trying to find the reasons why they should be together. And at that point, you really need to reflect. You really need to take a step back and ask yourself, do you love yourself? And what do you want for yourself? What is it that you are getting from this relationship? And what is it that you're not getting? Because when you make a commitment to another person, it should be a partnership. And it should be because that person is actually building onto what you've already built for yourself. You know, you're, you're adding more love and more joy and, you know, more success to your life. You're not digressing. You're moving forward and you're just building, becoming a better and better version of yourself with another person. And I think that when you can't say that that's what's happening, I'm not saying that that's not the relationship for you. I'm just saying, take a step back and really reflect on your love for yourself and your relationship with yourself and your relationship with that other person, you know, definitely preach this. Yeah. Beautifully said, Erica. In retrospect, do you know why, why you were so invested in relationships? In retrospect, I think it was because I was not happy with myself, but I wanted that love. I wanted to feel loved externally because I couldn't internally love myself. Mm. And I think that that's where you get toxicity. But once you can truly love yourself, like I now love myself, now I can see my partner for who he is and I can see our relationship with such clear eyes. I'm not depending on him for my happiness. I'm not depending on him for love. I'm not depending on him for anything. It's just a mutual love and he being around his energy makes my energy even better. But at, at the end of the day, my energy with myself when I am alone, I'm very content with that. And that took a long time for me to get there. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much, Amber. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, I just want to say that I resonate so deeply with your relationship stories, Erica, and just how you managed to fall so, so deeply and then sometimes stay longer than you should in these relationships that aren't serving you. And just tying it back to what Fee was saying earlier about novellas and the media being just so, so powerful when it comes to impacting um, society's view of the ideal relationship. And like, this sounds so cliche, but I feel like I was so, so heavily influenced by movies that I was watching growing up and music that I listened to and 
I kind of just fell into this trap of believing the stories and the narrative that I was surrounded by and just thinking that relationships are hard work and marriage and love take sacrifice and compromise and that essentially women are here to please men and um, even though I was kind of like one of the guys through middle school and high school um, this foundation this belief stayed with me all the way through college Um, I remember I would always be the first one to be like oh how do you like your sandwiches and um let me do your laundry on the same day as I do mine and I can edit your papers for you. And I just allowed my generosity to be taken for granted. And this happened in my friendships and it happened in my relationships. And I was really just giving away all of my power and enabling a sense of control and manipulation from my partner because I lost sight of who I was after a certain amount of time and just developed this codependence, this pretty toxic codependence with my partners. And it's funny because deep down, I know how much I love and need my alone time as an introvert. And yet when I'm in a long-term relationship, it's really easy to forget that. I wouldn't say it's a toxic trait of mine to love so deeply, but I guess rather that I used to love so deeply and expect so much in return, and I just give and give and give until I feel like a shell of myself. And that's what started to happen in my last relationship, and it can be difficult to get out of because then you feel so, so comfortable in this spot and so deeply intertwined with the lifestyle that you're living together and being a part of their family and owning things together. And it can be pretty scary to think about splitting up and having to start all over again. It really wasn't until I ended my last relationship that I really started making time for myself again and making myself priority again. And it just felt so good. It was immediately addictive. I totally forgot how that even felt. And now I'm in this beautiful partnership that I feel totally free and and encouraged to find that time for myself because we both know that it's really important for me and my mental health. And I'm not going to lie. I still forget sometimes I get caught up in work and I get caught up in the life that we are so beautifully building together and I just enjoy every second of it and sometimes I I still forget to make time for myself to do my self-care but I have a lot of compassion for myself because I'm doing the best that I can and life is just practice. When I look back on my relationships in the past, I don't necessarily think that I had a toxic relationship with any partner or family member or anything like that, fortunately. Um, Very blessed to be able to say that, of course. But 
I do think that certain aspects of my relationships could have been considered toxic. And a lot of those aspects really had to do with me in the fact that I wasn't taking the time to look within and value my own beauty and strength and needs. And I wasn't taking the time to build a foundation of honesty and trust with my partner. And I didn't know how to ask for those needs to be met. So, yeah, it's a lot. But thank you girls so much for sharing your stories. I really love talking about this and I think it's so important and I just want our listeners to know that if you are in a relationship that doesn't feel good intuitively in your gut, you are definitely not alone and just consider taking some time to step back and reflect on what makes you happy inside at your core. It goes so much further than you'd think because At the end of the day, you really can't fill anyone else's cup until you take the time to fill yours. Mm, I love, I love, love, love that expression. And it's, it's so true and it's, it holds so much value. And, you know, just to add to that, um, for those of you who have children, who plan on having children, you know, it's getting harder. It's getting harder with social media and the comparisons that inevitably happen when we, you know, have access to social media. We have to be really conscious about, you know, teaching our children to love themselves and, and taking the time to have conversations with them regularly about, you know, what is hurting them? What are their thoughts about themselves? Like, how do they see themselves? Are they, are they happy? What are they looking for? Are they doing things for themselves or are they trying to please other people? I think that if I had somebody to sit down with me through over the years, especially the difficult years of late elementary school and middle school and high school, like, I think that I could have reflected on these things and saved myself a lot of heartache, you know, at a younger age. And I think everything happens for a reason. I think my path is my path. So I'm here now and that's what's important. But like I said, it's, it's really important that we as parents, as a society, as friends, as aunts, as sisters, that we really, really try to reflect with each other and listen to what we have to say and really just try to find out, are you happy? Are you happy with the people that are in your life? Are these people bringing joy to your life or are they causing suffering? And like I said, it's all communication, right? Like Amber kind of said before, it all goes back to communicating. Yeah, uh, that's such a great point uh, about the responsibility that we have, especially as parents, right? You have a responsibility to try to have these values of cultivating these values of self-love. And um, one thing I want to just clarify, you know, as toxic as, as the relationships that I engaged in with my parents were, relationships can change and rela- relationships can definitely be also be extremely loving And people, once they're accountable for their actions and 
forgiveness is very real. Forgiveness is one of the most healing emotions that anyone can experience for someone, even if they don't apologize to you, but to forgive is the only way to heal from a toxic relationship. Forgive yourself, forgive those who have hurt you, who may know who have hurt you. If you want to move on and truly love, you must forgive. So thank you so much uh, for being part of this talk. It's such a difficult topic, at least for me, to really go into that space of pain and hurt. But it's always lighter the next time. So mm. thank you all for tuning in. Gracias por compartir este tiempo con nosotros. Por favor, regresen. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you, girls. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. As always, thank you all so much for listening in. If you feel called to do so, leave us a comment. We are truly moved every time we read what resonated with you and are constantly learning from you and about us. We'll be discussing your comments and questions during next week's episode. If you love what you heard today and want to hear more, please follow us on Instagram at alignwithyourdivine underscore. Don't forget to tag us and let us know if you have any requests for future episodes. And remember, lovers, it is when we embrace our highest feminism that we are able to fully align with our divine.